Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will with American Heart Enduro. I am currently in Jackson, Wyoming, so I was not able to make the uh, Fallen Timbers Bad Medicine in Little Hocking, Ohio this weekend. However, our boys Drew Kirby and Blake Terry were there, and um, we've got a little podcast for them from them post-race coming at you right now. And um, I've also got a interview with Jeff McGowan of Mad Moose to give you a little preview for what's going on next weekend. So we know it's been a busy week, <coughs> a very busy week, and the next few weeks are extremely busy. So hopefully you guys can give this thing a listen. Today in Little Hocking, Ohio, I understand Cody Webb won, followed closely by Tristan Hart in second place on the KTM, and excuse me, Cody on the Sherco, Tristan on the KTM, and then in third place was Colton Haker, who I understood Broke his hand on Saturday and then uh, toughed it out on Sunday and got a podium finish. So congratulations to those guys. So give us a listen. Let us know what you think. We'll see you on the trail. Thanks. Hey, guys. Drew Kirby here with American Heart Enduro. Blake Terry and I are on our way home from round two of the Sherco AMA East Extreme Championship. Uh, it was in the Bad Medicine yeah. at Fallen Timbers yeah. at Wildwood Lake Raceway. Yes. Yeah, outside of Little Hockey, Ohio. I'm glad we practiced that five or six times well, before we started this podcast. And I even had it pulled up on my phone, and of course, it went away as soon as I looked at it. So. But anyway, guys, we're kind of do a, another quick recap podcast while everything's fresh. We're in the van. Hope the wind noise isn't too much. We're trying a different mic setup, and it's only Blake and I. Uh, Will is in Colorado, or Jackson Hole, Wyoming, actually. Yep. And uh, Jarrett Moan is in front of us in the Blueberry, headed yep. back to Knoxville as well. Unfortunately, we were not able to carpool. Yeah, we're, we're hammered down in the silver bullet. I've got it on the floor, and uh, we're trying to get back to Knoxville before 9 nine o'clock so and and all of you sprinter van owners know that these things are governed at 82 miles per hour so that is where we're at so Blake what did you think about the weekend let's talk about the condition first of all it was absolutely miserably hot and the second condition uh dusty a lot of dust it was it was almost a carbon copy of last year heat wise I think there was more moisture last year than there was this year yeah it wasn't as humid this year i don't think yeah and and once we got into the trails into the woods a lot of the hills had a lot more traction they did last year some of the stuff that that we rode both last year and this year um was much easier due to the lack of moisture and of course that's not the promoter's fault it's just it's what we're dealing with right now it is what it is I, i mean like part of the trail seemed like it was really, really hard packed, oh. not going to move anywhere dirt. And I, then I would call it concrete. Con- yeah, concrete. Yeah, it was and concrete. The other side, you know, in the woods and the trail seemed like it was it was uh, going to break down a little bit and give you guys some, some better traction at some point when some, some lines well, opened up, right? It, it was almost the tail of two conditions because anything that was in the sun or dirt was hard packed concrete. 
and you got in the creeks and it was slippery, mossy rocks, similar to what you find at TKO. But unfortunately, it was more of the hard packed concrete versus the slick rocks of the creeks. Yeah, I feel like a lot of guys were really thrown off on what tire oh. to pick because you, you wanted a hard tire to go fast when you could yep. and you needed a soft tire for the sections that were tough. Well, and our only tire I brought was a Kenda Gnarly for both Saturday and Sunday, and I wish I'd have brought kind of a more standard knobby to run the Saturday races, just, you know, yeah. to hold up a little better and get I, a little more traction. I guess Cody said in his interview on Saturday that, you know, he went over to the Kenda guys and they pulled a tire that I'm not even sure they expected to sell. Oh, it was a weekend. desert. It was, it was the Parker DT desert Parker tire. Parker DT desert tire. Yeah. And then he ran that, and I saw him have like one little slip in a creek because. Wait, was just go ahead and say it. Yeah, he you got it. You got yeah, it on got video. It on it's the my, only yeah. shot you got of him in the race I watched, too. Yeah, we saw Cody. You know, he is human. A, yeah, had a little bit of a struggle for maybe half of a second. Um, yeah, and I, I'm gonna say it was a tire because every, you know oh. everything else I saw him do was absolutely flawless, but that one. That one creek section, when I pre-rode that, it was slick, but it was. It, it was yeah, because that's right. You spent a little time, so let's just start over with yeah. the weekend. They changed the format this year. It's a two-day event. Saturday we had a short, um, probably couple-mile race. Um, it may have been three miles. Took they the promoter said it took their A rider 12 minutes. I think it took Cody Webb and a lot of the top guys six and a half minutes maybe a little more yeah um, most of the top field they were under eight minutes the top 15 guys no i don't think anybody had more than eight minutes yeah. so i had an 809 i guess i'm not a top guy then well you're uh, yeah, uh, oh nine 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 seconds okay. no nine so anyway so we had it was a three basically a three race format we had a short fast race saturday morning then saturday afternoon at i think it was two o'clock we had a longer race on the short course, the easy, or excuse me, the easy side of the property. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday was the big race that included a lap on the hard side, a lap on the easy side, and a lap on the hard side again. Well, one thing the guys, the promoters did, it was supposed to be moto scoring. Right. And that meant whatever you did in the fast 10 minute race weighed as much as what you did in the third three hour true hard enduro. Um, so I, after talking to them, we agreed that that wasn't really the best way to do it. And so they actually just took overall times from your first race, added it to the overall time for your second race, and then added it for the overall time to your third race. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it seemed like that worked out a little better for yep. you guys. It, it, I think it was a much more fair way to do it. The only issue we've heard from a couple people is a competitor in the 45-plus class he got lapped on the Saturday afternoon race, so he only was able to run one lap. But in the Sunday race, he did not get lapped, so he ran the full mile and a half or lap and a half. Yeah, so the people that were out on the track already as the leaders came back through, their times would be different than somebody else on the, in their same class who was somewhere else on the track according to wherever they got lapped and wherever the leader was from the start, right? Yeah. So one thing they did do, I mean, again, it was dust, probably one of the most dusty races I've seen. I've, <laughs> I've participated in. Sorry, we just saw a funny name on the back of a boat. Interstate stuff. Um, but so the they let us, the, the first race, the short race, on Saturday morning, we started every 30 seconds individually. And we actually drew numbers for it. So it wasn't based on sign-up. It was 
you know, luck of the draw, and I ended up drawing a 12, so I was right in the middle of the pack, yeah. um, and it was a very fast, they called it kind of a GP-style track, and I don't want to be negative, but we came for a hard enduro. Now, the, I think the purpose of this race was to maybe set the order for the second race, or it is to give us a time. Um, but it was, the track was laid out, we'd be on a jeeping road, like built by a dozer, and then they wanted to add some fresh single track, so we do a 90 degree turn, up a rock, step up, do a 90 degree turn, back down to the jeep road. It was, I think the, the word was, it didn't flow very well. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, for anybody who hadn't actually been to that property, they, they've got a motocross track, they've got some hair scramble trails, they've got some single track there, and, uh, you know, I think they used a combination of their hair scramble and access roads and, and some of the wider trails that they had. And then they tried to cut in some new some new single track as well as utilize some older single track uh, just to kind of break the flow up of the speed. Um, but, you know, if you give, you give a handful of you guys any opportunity to get in the third gear, then, you know, you're in it and, and you guys are moving pretty quick. So... You know, the, the hard thing was, with as dusty as it was, to really make that flow well and, and uh, lay those trails out and lay that track out where it was going to be something that was challenging and fun and also, you know, the, a good prologue to, to kind of sort the field out. Because I, I feel like TKO prologue last year when they, they had just enough tech in there yep. uh, to, to really sort the field for a hard enduro, but not not so easy that it that it wasn't a completely just basically picking up parts of a hair scramble track with a little bit of a new single track and a few logs right so so we all ran that um and like i said my time was 809 i think the leaders were sub 630 um so if you were under seven minutes you were doing pretty good um, all that stuff. So really all that did was give us a time for that race and then it let us pick our starting spot for the second race, which was a dead engine uh, hair scramble start. And so they called us down one by one, lined us up for this dead engine start. Um, and it was the same start it was last year. We came up a hill, turned right, turned right, right again around the pond and it was very open and very fast. And with the dust and the speeds, it worried me, and it, it was a little dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it was, it was kind of a, <clears throat> it was kind of a pretty sketchy start, to be honest. Like that, that field's not very groomed. Yeah. There um, a, there's culverts and all kind of things around there, and, and, and we'll a chain talk link more fence. Of, yeah, chain we'll link talk fence more about that later. But yeah, it, it was less than ideal for starting an extreme enduro. In, in the conditions we were hoping to have, you know. Well, and so the the second race, um, again, I was riding the pro class. We went off first. Uh, I got a horrible start. Uh, well, that, that was a sketchy start right off the beginning. I mean, you guys, a couple guys got got real close together. Nobody yep. went down in the pro start, but, like. There were some guys tangled up, Herrera, for sure. Herrera and uh, was it Tristan and I yep. think. Nick was close to that, Nick Farrier, but he, he wasn't he skated around and, the outside. Yeah, he just squeezed by, and uh, yeah, that was, when I 
freeze framed. I think I've got it here on the laptop. Hang on, I'm gonna show this to Drew while we're driving here. Oh, this doesn't uh, sound safe. Are yeah. you sure we want to do that? Yeah, we're gonna okay. do that. Well, um, and then but, after, so after that, I didn't even. I went around all that on the outside. Then we're going down this this road that's got chain link fence on one side, ditch on the other. We have to sweep left, and I go to sweep left, and there's a bike facing the wrong way and a guy on the ground. Yeah. Luckily, no one ran him over. It was Troy De Simone. I found out later. So we're in the back of the pack, and it is, we ran a lot of that morning race for the start of this afternoon race. So it was a short mile. We hit scoring, and then we went on to the longer loop, uh, which was actually pretty good once we got about two miles in. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, we got down in some creek beds. We had some hill climbs. If it would have been wet, it would not have been easy. Yeah, that was, that was a much better course. I, I got a chance to ride the Saturday first race and then I got a chance to take a lap on the, the second race and you know there was there was hard enduro in the second race more so than in the first one for sure well and and you know you warned me about a downhill into the last creek and yeah that was it, sketch it, it was very sketchy we talked to I think it was Jordan Alts he came down and it was it had a little chicane and then you dropped off a rock that you couldn't really see coming and you know it, it was nothing that shouldn't have been there it just if you weren't aware it snuck up on you and you know, you had to kind of think quick and react quick, and it dropped you into a nice slick creek that uh, had some good obstacles. Yeah, I I got to that section. I was riding it by myself, and uh, I was like, probably something I would have been more comfortable in gear doing, but I could see where in a race pace, if you weren't really looking at the line as much, like I was just putting around out there, like that 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 area was uh, was definitely something that was kind of tricky. I, I think if you didn't have the opportunity to lighten the front wheel as you were going down that hill, which isn't necessarily something you do very yeah, often, then, then you would be in a hole and then you'd be upside down in the creek by the time you got there. So. Well, and that's what I actually turned the motor off, so I didn't even have the chance to, to give it any throttle. I was going as slow as I could, which I was able to adjust and go around the big drop, thankfully. Yeah, um, I, I saw, so I got into that creek right after the start. I, I jetted straight there. Uh, to try to outrun the leaders to that section because it was like pretty much. Would you? Was there anything else difficult um, that much? So like, yeah. Well, there there actually was for me because I had a horrible race. So we would yeah. talk about that. But I did not the heat. I don't know if it was the heat or lack of skill or lack of preparation. But I had not a great Saturday afternoon race, and there was one big hill. I mean second gear should have blown up it and i floundered around and i had to hit it three times before i made it like the entire pro class was gone the a class had caught me and i was waiting on those guys to get up it and so finally i was able to get up it. so there was some some tricky stuff that if you weren't as dry as it was you could make traction but you just had to keep moving forward so there was some stuff before we got there now the top pro guys Dude, probably when, just blew there when they got to that like the entrance area of that creek so you had like three up and down hills before you got to that creek and Herrera was leading Cody that's uh Benjamin Herrera from Chile who's on factory beta and Red Bull he went down that hill and I'm gonna put it in the edit like a madman I don't think I've ever seen anybody take a downhill like this guy was taking when he was out in front of Cody for a minute and it was just eye-opening. I was like, wow, these, these dudes are absolutely charging this stuff out there. So that was super cool. And then I jumped over to that creek and uh, got a chance to see maybe mid-pack of the front. 
the, the pro class. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I kind of hung out in that area for uh, a little while, saw you and, and Jarrett Moan and a handful of other people um, come on through and a handful of the A-Riders. And, man, it wasn't very long before Cody was back around for the next yeah. lap. Well, I was really surprised. So we, that Saturday afternoon race, it was going to be one lap on the five-mile course, and everyone kind of said, well, man, that's not much time. So they decided to change it to two laps, which kind of the theme of the weekend was it's everything's kind of fluid. You know, we kind of changed things as they were going, had some issues with sign-ups, started the Saturday morning race a little late. Um, so we decided to do two laps. Well, I didn't get lapped, but there was a surprising number of people who got lapped and didn't even get to make two laps two on, that, laps, on that Saturday yeah. afternoon race. So and that was like I said, one of the 45A guys, or 45 plus guys, did not get two laps on that race, because it was, it was definitely faster than the main event on Sunday. Yeah, I think it, I think it was just hard enough to slow those guys down. Yeah. Uh, to slow the mid, so or the even mid, mid yeah, yeah. even like, the, the lower tier pros and back slow yeah. us down, but the pros just yeah, destroyed the, it. Yeah, Cody and Tristan, dude. Tristan got, yep. Tristan when, when he got tangled up in that, um, First turn. And what was crazy turn. to me is that, like, also Herrera got back up there, right? I'm just not really? thinking about that. It's like yeah. he was ahead of Cody after that, yeah. that start somehow. So, like, they charged, and they were moving so fast. Like, Tristan put a rundown on Cody, and I don't think that they finished maybe a minute. They were if, close. If, it was less than two minutes. I don't know what the actual was, but well, it, was, it was really close. I'd, I'd like to say it was under a minute, but I don't we, know for sure. We don't have the official results from Saturday, but I know Cody was first. Yeah. Tristan was second. Yeah. And I think Como actually was third. I'm pretty, I think, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe he was third in no. the morning. Was it not? Yeah, I, don't, would I know. don't think so because I feel like Como got caught up in the creek. Oh, and, that's right, because Colton Max, got around him. Max and Colton and Nick yep. were all right there with those okay. guys too. So Como, I don't Como was think. was like eight. He got, yeah, third, he got third of the Saturday morning. Yeah. Because that's what the plaque I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so one. maybe by the end of the day, he was still in order. He might have been uh, still no. I think I think you're right. I had the race mixed up. So, okay. But so the, the big surprise is you're not hearing Colton Haker up there. Um, so in that second race on Saturday. Pretty early on. Pretty early on, he ended up clipping a tree with his left hand. Yeah, his clutch hand, yep. left hand. And I, I don't think it was clipping is the right word. And it wasn't even like his bike clipped it. His hand Crushed the tree. Uh, well, and, and as most of you guys, I'm sure know, the top pros don't run full wrap round barkbusters like us people that crash all the time. Yeah, so we didn't have full wraps. Um, but yeah, so his hand looked. We'd, we'd heard that he tried to get X-rays, wasn't able to, and just showed up. And props to him for showing up, gutting it out today. He ended up, I guess, let's go ahead and just say it, third overall for the day. Yeah, or for I, the, excuse me, the weekend for the weekend. Yeah. I, you know, I got back to the pits. I was kind of trying to chase down a handful of the guys to get their post-race interviews and kind of see what everybody's thoughts were and, and how the day went. And, um, Colton was gone and I didn't really know what had happened until I got a chance to see him this morning. And before the race this morning on Sunday's race, his hand looked pretty bad. I mean, like it was swell up like a cartoon, you yeah, know, it was big. one, one yep. side was way larger than the other. And uh, then I got to, I got to see it after the race. He rode with that bad hand all freaking day in the heat. And uh, you know, for 
a lot of people, like if I broke my hand, it, which I'm, I'm not a doctor, but it definitely looked broken, uh, I probably wouldn't be trying to ride in the pro class the next day. And uh, Colton stuck it out, man. That was that was super gnarly. Yeah, he, he rebounded and uh, ended up third on the day on Sunday, which is today, and third overall for the weekend. So props to him. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we got so Saturday guess, knocked out, right? So yep. um, anything, to, anything else about Saturday you want to talk about? I mean, it, I mean, do we want to talk about my depression, or do we well, just want you, to ignore that I was a, upset with myself? You were a bitter biscuit. <laughs> I was a bitter. Oh, so, for bitter biscuit. That doesn't know. Drew turned forty this past. <laughs> oh God! Week. Don't even. And it's so, not cool. You know, not cool at yeah, all. Yeah, no, it's it's cool, dude. I oh, love you. And uh, you know, it, it's just oh. one of those things where uh, you know some races, you know, don't go the oh. way you want them to, and you, you gotta you gotta deal with that, bud. So. You know, so you got I, over it though. You I got, did. You I got did. it over. And Normally, I'm always in a good mood, and yeah, I was, chipper, I, was I was I was pretty blood. upset with myself after the Saturday's races, and a little down. And I don't know if it was the heat or the just lack of good riding on my part. So I have no one to blame but myself. Um, so we all tried to get our bikes cleaned up, look at walk some stuff for Sunday, and yeah. um, get some sleep because it was hot. I mean, Blake, you slept in a van. In yep. a silver bullet. I slept in the silver bullet. With no air conditioning. No AC. How bad was it? Tell me. Uh, you know, it, I waited a really long time after the sun went down before I took my shower, which I think helped a lot. I waited. And, wait, and I wait. Had, what were you doing while you are waiting? Because there's no silver bullets left in the silver bullet. What were you well, really doing? I, I drank some beer. Okay, just uh, checking. Right. I hung out. I helped, you know, kind of clean up camp and prep stuff so that we could have an uh, quick exit on Sunday as we uh, possibly could. And well, we're going to pause right here because he was also charging GoPro batteries and clearing SD cards. Yeah, but and, I didn't... And, and what'd you not do? Yeah, I didn't click Drew's GoPro card back in. All right, so, uh, so my race footage from today is non-existent, not thanks to myself for once, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, you know, I owe you a whole day of riding footage. Um, well, he's, he's driving my tired self home, so we'll call it even. Yeah, so yeah. But, we, uh, so Saturday night, you, were you able to yeah. get some sleep? You said yeah, late shower, I pulled I you off. I took a late shower. Okay. I, I did some editing. I got all the, the footage organized on the uh, hard drive and kind of prepped my edit so that whenever we get done driving tonight, I maybe can you know put a few more minutes into trying to get the recap up by at least Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, service was really bad, so I didn't try to like actually post anything from yeah. the race because it would have just looked terrible, and and I don't like to do that. So, um, kind of got everything situated, took a shower outside the van, uh, and uh, jumped in bed, and and yeah, it was a little sweaty, but I was so friggin' tired that it didn't really keep right. me up. So, well, so we we got some sleep. So the racing on Sunday started at 10 a.m. and by 8:30. I was full sweat. I think I changed some tires, and I mean, Dude, it was, we were sweating by oh, seven thirty. You yeah. were in the van oh, by six, and we were just pouring sweat. So yeah. it was. Long story short, again, the the key of the weekend was hot and dusty. It was hot early. I think it was a. I don't know if it was a record, but it was a heat advisory was in effect for today up here in Little Hockey, Ohio. Yeah. Um, so they had us down for the riders meeting at nine thirty, all dressed online. Luckily, there was some shade. Yeah. Um, and they announced we were going to do two laps. Well, it was really, they said, no, no, it's a lap and a half. So, again, that was the hard side minus the two really hard spots to reduce yeah. bottlenecks. Then the easy side, then the hard side again. 
So, okay, they lined up, and thank, thankfully Blake Terry mentioned it. Hey, <laughs> hey, instead of lining us up before yeah. the national anthem and before everything, let's do all that while the guys are up here in the shade. Because, again, it's 950 at this point and had to be 95 degrees. Yeah, and I, so the guy was down there getting ready to start calling riders down, and he was going to start with the pro class. And, and I was just like, bud, uh, it would be really good if you did all these guys a favor, you let them sit up there under the tree, do the national anthem, do your prayer, do your rider call and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and let those pro guys sit up there as long as they possibly can in the shade before we, uh, we get this thing kicked off. And so, yeah, they, they, uh, they listened, they listened to they me. That was super nice. I felt like that, um, that was just one little extra thing I could do nice for everybody that I, that I had the ability to help. And, uh, yeah, then we lined up and oh got boy. going. And oh yeah, boy! And then, and then it oh. happened, right? So, the I guess the the key for me this weekend was just bad performance. So they do dead engine again, same thing. Pro class first. I think there was twenty five of us in the pro class. That was a long yeah. Line. It was it was wide. So we started all twenty five of us up a hill, and it was a pretty good run. And it narrowed down. If any of you guys have seen the Kenda arches, like the start of National Enduros or some of the. They're inflatable arches. We had to narrow down all 25 of us to get through the arch at a sweeping right turn. Well, I want to say luckily for me, I got a bad start. And so I was kind of hanging back. Who hole shot it? I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't see it. I, I was in the back. I haven't <laughs> what do looked, you mean? I haven't Who hole shot it? <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked back at the footage, so okay. I, don't, I don't really know. But, uh, yeah, so we're me and Russell Loudermilk were just back there like, hey, guys, go ahead. We'll cruise for a little bit. And shout out to Russell Loudermilk for what we'll talk about, I'm sure, later. Yeah. Um, so we get going, again, right turn under the Kenda inflatable tire, um, off camber, right again around the pond, down this gravel road with a chain link fence on the right and a, a little ditch on the left. And then, I mean, we're talking high speed. We had to be third, fourth gear pinned. And, again, yeah dusty as can be can't see anything well i'm 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 trying to someone had blown through the ribbon they had us ribbon between the chain link fence and and kind of the ditch on this again just a normal gravel road somebody got pushed wide someone got pushed wide ribbon goes flying dust everywhere and then all of a sudden i just see a bike hit a bike and people go flipping and i immediately turned left out into the field and again luckily i got a horrible start um and, and all i could see was a husky on the ground and i was pretty sure it was quinn's bike that was getting run over little did i know it was actually quinn himself yeah so i i got that start shot i'm getting my bike and i was gonna head back uh opposite of the start around the same pond with the chain link fence that everybody was going going around and i was gonna head off into the woods and i look up and i see carnage uh, i see carnage and you know I, i guess it was troy that that helped Quinn? Yeah, Troy D. Simone. Apparently, okay. so so Troy got caught up in the first yeah you know, of a at, Saturday afternoon Saturday race. He, afternoon. he, he kind he of slid it around that, there. He, he was the guy that had a, a little bit of an issue in the start, and I look up and Troy is carrying Quinn out of the way of the A, which was the A class started a minute later. Uh, yeah, after and, the pro class, and so I was able to actually get over to them before the A class guys got you know to that area. We got. Uh, Quinn's bike got off the out of the off, line, out of the line, and then you know we went and immediately started checking on Quinn. Quinn was um, okay. He you know Oof. was was conscious. He knew who he was and he where he was. Where he was. He knew, he knew who you were. He knew who I was, and he knew why he was on the ground. 
Um, okay. And he was obviously a little upset about the, the start. We had always, uh, talked about know, it. We had talked about it with the promoters and things like that. It was it was maybe less than ideal. A little uh, fast for Most for speed. the uh, for the conditions and and so you know I checked on Quinn. Quinn was okay. Found his GoPro in the field and then I hung out as the A riders came by just to make sure nobody got tangled up with Quinn or the other bike. Troy, you know. Props to that guy for for staying with Quinn for a second and, and making protecting sure that, him. and yep. protecting him and making sure because if you guys want you need to go check out Quinn's post on Instagram. His, his GoPro footage is unbelievably gnarly and scary. It's one of those well, things that everybody's wives I feel like is just like uh, well, I talk they to imagine him. every start is going to be this uh, scenario and well he so got slammed. We talked to Will, trying to give him a little recap from the weekend. We were talking about that. He's like, I literally have had nightmares about that same yep. thing. So a little more like behind the scenes of what actually happened. So the Husky I saw was not Colton Hager. It was Colton Weaver. Colton also, Weaver. Also yep. on a Husky. He said he's just going into the dust. All he sees was yep. red. And he hit Quinn full on. His bike, if you watch Quinn's GoPro footage, from from the crash, his you can see the husky flipping around. Yeah. Um, Troy, not Troy, um, Logan B- Babalu, yeah. or as I've learned, it is I think Balupe. 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 Yeah. I think that's, so. That's what Forsley told me. Okay. That's so how she pronounced okay, it. Okay. Yeah. So and and he actually told me how it's pronounced, and I told him I was going to butcher it. So I'm going to call him Babalu because that's yeah. just easier for me to remember. But well, you wouldn't be the worst name butcher <laughs> of no, the weekend. That's not, for sure. No <laughs> No comment there. I'm going to leave yeah. that one to be. So it, w- when we were getting announced, there were some names that were hard to read. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we, we were talking to them, and Colton Weaver was yeah. describing the scenario. And um, Logan Babalu's dad said he was across where the start was. He saw a bike flipping, cartwheeling over the dust cloud, and it yeah. had to be Colton's bike when it hit Quinn's bike. So it was yeah. just unbelievable, and I'm glad Quinn's not hurt any worse and not yeah. in the hospital. I mean, we're talking full speed third gear, getting rammed straight on yeah, from a 300 cc. He got he got knocked over, and, and oh. it looked like the front end wash. What I think happened is Quinn got pushed wide from the GoPro footage that I quickly saw as we were driving down the road. So I wasn't paying attention too much, but uh, it looked like he kind of got in that culvert that ran along that road. So there's like a little access road that ran around this pond and to the outside you know you have your water management drainage ditch there with a little bit of rock in it and it looks like he got swapped in that maybe with someone else and and got pushed wide there but next thing he knew he was down but he got right back on his feet and as soon as he gets on his feet he looks at the direction they were coming from and bikes it's just Just. he's standing on the track and the rest of the pro field is coming at him why and then he's down and you hear you hear all kinds of things cracks his helmet knocks the helmet knock the the gopro and the gopro was i mean okay so you remember where where the um where the culvert was yeah yeah, the concrete concrete culvert that they diverted us around was almost all the way out there i found it halfway between where i found quinn and where i where, where the road was okay that far out yeah that's how hard he got hit by oh. a bike and oh. that was that was rough so that was that was the start to the race and like i said the front guys we don't I, again i didn't see the whole shot because i was in the back but those guys are gone we crossed the gravel road not long after this and i'm still in shock like cruising yeah. in third gear and like chuck delula comes by me faster than i've ever seen him going 
Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe he's got to use the bathroom or something because yeah. it's been a little while. But he blows Bobby <laughs> into the woods. We, we head down into a ditch and there was a gnarly little obstacle and we all got bottlenecked there. And it's nothing bad, but it was just... Yeah, that's that one line spot in the yeah. bottom of that well, first creek. There's a line to the left which you have to go up over a log yeah. and it was jammed up. So Chuck tried the, the rock wall, didn't make it. And I told him he's lucky that I know him and, and like his legs because if it had been someone else, I would have hit it way harder. So, but it was just, I don't want to say downhill from there, but I got overheated early and I, I just couldn't yeah. recover. And for me personally, so... I guess back to the race, we did the hard side minus the big, I think it was Brett's Diner, which yeah. was where the huge bottleneck was last year. So yeah. props to them. Actually, they took yep. a, a section out before that. Yep. That yeah. had, it was like a big V-Rock. Yep. And it was actually, I, I cleaned it somehow, but they were helping people when I got there uh, on lap two. So they put it in there on our second time through the hard side. Um, there was a rider stuck in the way. It was the uh, Beta, the A-Kid on the Beta. Not to call him out, but... He, he was stuck there. I can't remember yeah. his name. Um, and, and there was actually someone there, whoever was at the race, who had official GNCC graphics on his bike. I don't know his name. He was, I don't know if his bike broke, but he was there helping people up this spot. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, they took that out the first lap, which was a good call because we would have been a huge bottleneck. And then they took out Brett's Diner. And actually, after Brett's Diner, was that Brett's Diner? There was some other gnarly stuff they took out, so yeah, they, they made a good call to take that out on the first lap, um, for sure. Yeah, and so I I kind of worked worked into that um, creek area. I found Tristan and Cody together. Uh, they were actually Tristan was leading Cody as they came out of the creek before you got to that um, cave overhang where it was a single line. Mm -hmm around the big rock and that really cool area yeah and and as soon as i see them come through the creek i was like okay well it'll probably be a minute before you know they're back around there's i you know i thought i have more time so i'm hanging out catch a couple more clips of some other pro riders coming through that area and then i hear them coming back so i tried to hoof it up this hill and i probably missed one of the coolest like passes hard enduro passes at speed i've ever seen Tristan and Cody were back and forth like I, I assume like most of the day we didn't get to see too much of that hopefully there's some on Cody's footage but um we uh I'm, I'm hoofing it back up and Tristan and Cody are going to that V rock and there was a small rock field before that and Cody took this low line well and, and for all you guys that ran it last year this was a new section they added yeah um and that we had looked at so that's kind of where he's talking about it's towards the end of the hard side before we headed out back towards scoring yeah and so they uh they're side by side and cody takes this low line and just absolutely hops over rocks that most of us mere mortals could never even imagine but you know he makes a pass on tristan that was the coolest thing ever i Unfortunately, like I said, I was in the midst of running as fast as I, I possibly could <laughs> to try to get to that, that V section to uh, catch catch them uh, a couple clips right there of them before the rest of the pro field got there. And then, um, yeah, it, I guess I saw Jared, I saw all kind of people at that, uh, that little spot before they headed back over to the other half lap. And then I went back on into the creek to kind of prep myself uh to be there at the diner before everybody got back through on their i guess what we would have assumed their 
first lap and a half or se yep. second lap. So first time through scoring, but the second time they made the pass on the hard side where they opened up all the newer, harder yeah, sections. So, uh, well, and so by the time I was coming, I did the hard side, I did the easy side, and as I was coming back to the hard side where the new stuff was opened up for my second time, I saw Ryder LeBlanc going towards scoring. I'm like, okay, he's almost to the end. It hadn't been that long. Well, so then I start cruising. I ended up in the diner, and I ended up in a bad position in the diner. And yeah. if you look at Cody's Instagram, he yeah, has a nice picture. Yeah, go check out Cody Webb's Instagram yeah. picture of Drew Kirby and, and drop Drew an awesome comment. Yeah, well, and, and thank Patsy Davis photograph photography for catching me, as always, in a precarious position. Yeah, so, you weren't really doing anything. You are just kind of watching, yeah, I was, right? Well, Cody's amazing to watch. So... But the biggest shock to me was the race should have been over. When I saw Ryder yeah. LeBlanc going back, yeah. so I'm in, I'm in Brett's diner in a upside down, checking my spokes, drain plug, make sure it was tight. Cody comes through. I'm like, what is going on? Then right behind him was Tristan. And, I yeah. mean, they made it look easy. And I think I was in there with Zach Attack and uh, a yeah. few other people. Yeah. And so before before that happened, I, I got a chance to watch the diner for the, the first time they came through. Tristan was not far off Cody at all when they got to that point. Um, then it, maybe, I don't know, a, a minute, if, maybe a minute, two minutes before a handful of the other pro guys came through. We had Colton come through. We had, um, who else was with him? Max was with him. Um, I believe Como at that point. You had several other Herrera dudes. Herrera so was there. Herrera. Yeah. Uh, you had... Um, what is it? Uh, Ryder LeBlanc was yep. in there. So you had a handful of that that faster pack of the pro guys come through that section. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that was such a short race. I mean, this wasn't maybe an hour and a half in. And yeah, they're, it's they're, that. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's it. That's 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 They're only coming through this section at, uh, one time. So I, I kind of hang out and start working my way back uh, up the creek to pace Cody and Tristan as they were headed out of the hard section for the last time that I'd get a chance to see him. Okay. And so I watched them go up that long hill after the ramp rock, which is like the big kicker. Oh, yeah, the big yeah, kicker yeah, yeah. Rock. The one so, about went over the handlebars on uh, so I got a heel clicker. I got a video of a heel clicker off that rock, too. An like intentional it, heel clicker? Yes. Okay, I, just checking. I, dude, Somebody I, sent it. They told me their name, and I can't remember. He's from PA. He was in the pro class on a KTM. Uh, and it, it was, was it a Troy? Kickstarter. Uh, That's Troy. It was a Troy. Troy. They have no graphics on it? Yeah. That's Troy DeSimone. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no graphics Troy. and no electric start. That's the other thing about dude. Yeah. Troy, no e-start. Troy, man, I'd like to shake your hand via podcast here. Uh, that was that was a sick Props day. Props to you. Yeah, props to you for throwing a heel clicker after everything you went through over the weekend. So, sick job. Um, so, I saw them come through. I saw a few people. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to head back to the diner because the rest of the pro class should be there now. Right? Yep. And that's when I came and saw you upside down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's just leave yeah, it yeah, there. Yeah. That's enough. Well, and, and more people were starting to stack up there. And so, I thought, okay, well. Might be some good footage of somebody some, doing something stupid. Yeah, this might be some cool carnage, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, down the hill, Comes I Cody. look, and I see a two on a Sherco, 
And here comes Cody Webb, and Tristan's still with him. Yeah. And was, I'm so confused because they, they should have been done. They, they weren't supposed to be back out there. So according, I guess apparently mid lap or mid race. I don't know if it was how quickly we didn't get a chance to ask the promoters like yeah. what what the thought was, and maybe they got back so quick they didn't realize it. But talking to Cody after the race when we were waiting on the uh, to get the final podium shot, he just said, "Man, I got a white flag and I went and." You know, okay, I'm good for them to give them more riding and more racing, but if they wouldn't have had gas prepared, hydration, yeah. they need to know. Yeah, they got to be able to pick a tire that's going to last that long. They yeah. got to, you know, there's a lot be of prepared. factors. Be prepared. Yeah, pit strategy, food, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they came back through, and, you know, at that point, there were probably, what, five, six bikes in the, in the diner at that yeah. point? Well, so... Let's go back to my, I was going for the hero move. Zach Attack was in front of me. I made a couple good lines in and I had a line picked out and I got high sided. So I jumped off the bike down the hill. Hill. Next thing I know, I get smacked in the face with a rear tire. And it turns out my bike didn't stay where I thought it would. So it fell completely upside down like you would work on your bicycle when you're 10 years old. And my handguard and yeah, throttle side grip were in a rock I, I couldn't move it like yeah. literally so it was stuck yeah so Blake was nice enough to try to come help me and yeah. one of the course workers said radioed in and said no no help he's not in the main line which yeah. I'm fine with yeah and, it was and my that fault was the thing is that like as as the leaders came back through and we got five six guys already in the diner and I'm thinking okay well I'm not going to help Drew get out of the diner, but I was going to at least get Drew to a position where he's not going to be in the way of the leaders or the rest of the racing uh, that was going on and just trying to make sure that, you know, we had good flow in that section. So, you know, I, you know, it's, it's hard because you're it's, my buddy and, yeah, it's, well, and I'm looking at like, you know, hey, here's the rest of the race going yeah. on. Well, so. and it, I was completely fine with it. I was, of course... Again, if you see the picture of me staring at Cody, I'd pretty much admitted defeat. Yeah. <laughs> and I was there. And then, luckily, I'd kind of been going back and forth with Russell Loudermilk from North Carolina. I've ridden with him at Brushy Mountain. Yeah. He's six foot nine. Nah, yeah, maybe like a, six six. But he's, he's a, a, huge a mountain of a man. And he, he just looked at me and said, when I get out of here, I'll come back for you. And he, sure enough, got out of the diner, went below, put his bike down, walked up there. Yeah. And picked my bike up. I think yeah. he did it by himself. I was just there for moral support. Yeah. And did he put moved it, the rock that was on your bike, just to, I, or did he just y'all y'all just slid it out? It, so, yeah, I, we we know. slid the bike. The bike basically we had to pick the rear wheel up and slide the entire bike backwards about a foot, then flip it from upside down up onto a four foot rock. So it yeah. was. Oh my gosh, it it was rough for me. Yeah. Um, but thank thank you, Russell. I told yeah. him I owe him an ice cold. He doesn't drink beer, but he drinks. Ice cold Dot Mountain Dew, and I will have him a case at the next race, which for me will be Battle of the Goats. Yeah. So, but that pretty much summed up my race. I just made it to the finish. I think it's showing me as, we'll go over some results, but it's showing me as 30th overall. Yeah. Um, that's, I think this is just race three results. Well, um, I, I so, got to talk about one more thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please, sorry. Um, so, after you got out, okay. Uh, Rachel. Okay. And Louise got oh, there. Patsy got a shot of Louise. She said, I don't know if it was then, but she has one of her doing something awesome. Yes. Okay. You, you were there for that. So I film? was there. I was there for filming both okay. Rachel and Louise. Rachel was leading. And, and the, the cool thing about this race, and uh, Louise, 
you know, and Rachel both said in their um, interviews and me talking to them after the race, they didn't have a separate women's race. They didn't have a, they, you know, it wasn't a short, oh, yeah, but they it had wasn't their own a class. Short, it wasn't a short course. Yep. So like at TKO, they have their own main. And, and some of these other races, they, they kind of, you know, they let the girls have their own, you know, yeah, individual, individual course, yes. so to speak, right? They rode the, all of it. They rode the whole course, yeah. and they were ahead of dudes, oh. and they got to the diner, and Rachel was ahead of Louise. Rachel got to about where you were, and made, I guess, just a little poor bit choice. too much throttle, poor choice, and made a mistake, and ended up to the far bottom hand right side of the diner oh. and she was stuck there and her oh. bike was backwards and is in just about as bad a shape as yours but not necessarily where she couldn't get it to you know get she out. didn't need a second person to get it out yep. but she was just absolutely working so hard oh. and that's where louise got to catch her i okay. mean they were they were within you know, they were bike to bike as they got to the. So diner. they came in kind of together. Yeah, and, okay. and then Luis was able to make a pass on her there. Well, and but I, I've never seen two ladies like they were absolutely destroying that course as good as they could. Like that was sick. Well, they were they were killing it. Isn't Luis? She's a trials. Yeah, fortunately she's, she's got a trials she's background. She's a pro trials. Okay, so that probably. Yeah, and, and so I asked her, her. Yeah, I asked her if she was coming to Michigan. She said she's got a pro trial to go do. So uh, she's, okay. you know, she was kind of like, I don't know if this stuff's for me. And I said, you know, kind of the same answer that we have for everybody. It's like, give it a week, and you're going to be like, wow, I need to go ride some harder stuff. I want to go do this because she did some trials moves oh, in that, that diner. That video, or the, excuse me, the still photo that Patsy had was unbelievable. Like yeah. it was just like she's doing a, a left foot down. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like 12 o'clock to get the And Patsy said what was impressive, not the picture, but she was carrying the front wheel off a big drop. Yep. And, and what's interesting to me, and I asked her, she's riding a 125 Choco. Yep. Yep. And I asked her, I was like, why the 125? Because, you know, a 300's got a lot more power to get you up some hills. And she just said, I feel like the 125 doesn't get as away from me, like get away from me as easily. Yeah. And she feels like when she does have to pick it up, it doesn't tire her out. Yeah. So I, I was, I was. She was very approachable, Rachel, very nice to talk to. Yeah, she was super nice. Yeah. Uh, what What is Rachel ride? She's riding a two hundred. A two hundred. Yeah. She. Okay. Um, I think that kind of the same thing. Lighter. Yeah. Um, they've got a beta is one of the. Yeah. They, they the make, only. Yeah. They the only two hundred right with E Star too, because KTM yeah. dropped theirs. Yeah. Um. So uh, props to her because to me that's underpowered. Uh, yeah, for some of the no, longer hills, and, sure. and she said with her trials background, she's used to having to use yeah, wind it out, wind it out, and use clutch. Yeah, um, and so I think if it had been wet, that might have been a more of a disadvantage. But as much traction as there was, yeah, she was able to do it. it the bike worked for the conditions. Yep, yeah, absolutely. for sure. So and so ended up Luis won, right? Yeah, she Luis won. Beat her back to the scoring, yep, so, so Rachel got second. So in the I guess we're two rounds in now. Yeah. Rachel won the first one. Yeah. So we've got a tie in the women's class, right? Well, did Luis ride the last race? Yeah, yeah, she was there. Yeah, she was at, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I remember so, she was yeah, a she tough was like Roar and and you know afterwards, you know, kinda her comment was Rachel's just fast. Like I kinda overheard Rachel's her. Super fast. Yeah. And so, you know, she's got the GNCC background. She's doing I don't know if she's she's GNCC, not national enduro, but so Rachel's got speed and Luis coming from trials, she might not have the same you know, aggression, which was, I mean, that's, yeah. for, for this race, speed and aggression and a GNCC mentality, 
it, it helped a lot. So yeah, until we it, got into the Sunday race, and what I saw Rachel be able to do in that in that diner too. To get speak, out. I mean, to get out. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter what bike you had, and whether you're a guy or a girl, TNCC, hard enduro person, trials rider, whatever. It was impressive. If your bike is upside down in that diner, <laughs> it's not a good thing. And so could you could some, you have gotten out of that spot? I would eventually have gotten out. I don't think that I would have been out ahead of either one of them, but I would have been out of there eventually. Uh, like, I mean, that, well, that took some heart, and they, they were uh, they were both crushing that section for sure. That was sick. Well, and on a side note, this may be Rachel was icing her knee after the Saturday race. Said she put it down, heard yeah, a pop. A little hop, a hop yeah, a so bit I, today too. I don't know how much that hindered her one way or another. You know, I mean, Colton showed up with a broken hand and got third. So props to him. Yeah. Props to her for sticking it out because there was. There's only two women there, correct? Yeah. Is that accurate? So that's what yep. that's what I thought. So that pretty much sums it up. All right, so I'm going to go through some results. I'm going to see how much I can butcher names because, you know, I just like doing that. Uh, first place, we talked about him. He won all three races. Uh, Cody Webb, Tristan Hart, they let him into the country. He said uh, he's he had to quarantine. Stay, and he's got to stay. Oh, does he? Yeah. Well, okay, I think you talked to him. We didn't invite yeah. him to come ride with us, so he's – Headed from there to Michigan. Yep. Michigan to battle the goats, and then we got a week off before TKO. Yep. So he, he was second. Uh, again, this is the I think this is the third race results only, not a combined between the first race, the second race, and the third race. They haven't updated that yet on our drive yeah. home. So it's showing Colton Haker in third, which we know from the overall results, the podium we got before we left. Those yeah. are your for sure top three. Yeah. Um, in fourth place, Max Gersten. Yeah. He so. Max was. If you listen to this, if you listen to this, you probably listened to our pre-podcast where I talked about Max like gassed out, overheated like I was um, last year. I found him in a log he couldn't get over. Just, I mean, yeah. he was almost heat exhaustion. The log. The log, which yeah. they cut down and wasn't the log anymore. Yeah. Someone asked me on lap two, "Are we gonna have to go over that log?" Yeah. And when we were in a bottleneck, and somebody else said, "We went over it in the first lap." So. Yeah, I I walked it with you, right? Yep. And how was it this year now that so they cut it? And, they and cut it, and then they put this kicker rock, and, and looking yeah. at it, it looked like the kicker rock was too far away yeah. from it. Yeah. But I got there with, I think, Jeremy was in front of me, and yeah. I don't know who was between us. They went right over it, so it, it, they put us something on the backside, so there wasn't much of a over-the-bars risk. Yeah. So rode over it, no problem. They also gave you guys a little more banner room, too, because I yeah. think that was, that was something I saw uh, – a guy go down that hill. Oh, that it was Jason Gilliland yeah. last year. Right? Last year, and he way ended up down. Way, and he, way down there. He gassed out last year. He wasn't there this year. So That was, that was rough. All right, so fourth place, Max Gearson. Fifth place, Sherco's own Nick Farringer. Yeah. Um, he, I think I ended up seeing him when he lapped me. Uh, sixth place, Ryder LeBlanc. And then seventh place, Benjamin Herrera. And I thought based on, you know, some of the Saturday stuff, he'd be up there a little more, but maybe he got to him. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, I talked to him at the beta tent after the race, and he said that this this was not so good for him. Uh, the heat was something he was going to have to work on. All right, so then uh, after Benjamin and eighth place, we got Ron Como the third, and actually, Ron, we were talking about how hot it was, and I was we were looking at our heart rates, and he pulled his up. He said he hit 200. Wow. Yeah, and he said, which for him is pretty pretty high so i know he had some trouble with lap traffic but hey we all had to deal with it um ninth place someone who's coming to all these races who has a great last name that i can't pronounce who's looking like he's going to be consistently in the top 10 is logan balupe balupe got it right that time and then right behind him after and this blows my mind 
tenth overall, Colton Weaver. After going down with Quinn yeah. and all that in the beginning, man, he just bulldogged it back. Yeah, um, that dude was up front all weekend long. I saw him everywhere. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was killing he, it. He's a trials guy, but he's, I mean, he's, I think he might be my height or maybe a little shorter, just dude can ride. Yeah. Um, and then after him in 11th, we got Adam Hartenagel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam yep. from the Zach attack. Yeah, if, you, if you need your picture taken with uh, Zach or Tom, Adam will be happy to take your yeah. picture. So just ask them for their picture, and uh, and he'll take it for He's, you. Adam's a super nice guy. Yep. He's super quiet, but yep. man, can that guy ride? Yeah, he can. So after him, I'm not going to say the big surprise, but an open A rider, Danny Lewis, went an open A again. That kid ended up, uh, let's see, 12th overall. So, so props Dan, to him. Danny, I think, wrote some of our stuff last year, right? Like, I remember uh, hearing his name a few times last year. I had never, well, I had never recognized his name until Tough Like Roar. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm pretty, I, I might be wrong, but I felt like I I had heard that a few times last year, and uh, he's definitely, definitely looking like he's going to be a contender. He won't be in the A class long, will he? No, absolutely not. And then, then after him, 13th overall, Chuck Delula. Chuckles. I mean, Chuckles. And he, man, he was out there for a while. He ended up not getting lapped by Cody and had to go back out. Oh, man. Again. That, is, yep. that is the worst when you're just fast oh, enough not oh. to get lapped. Well, that's what Shelly, his wife, came by and was like, what are you doing back? Why aren't you out there? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> so Chuck was out there. And then props to Jackson Davis, 14th overall, Jackson second open A. He is... Between tough like Roar in this race, he is turning it on. So yeah, he he had a sick hole shot on oh, Saturday yeah. in the second race at Sherco. He just Dude, put the power to the ground. It, I, he was just out there and he was rolling. Um, Jackson was moving pretty good all weekend long. Yeah, he was. Congrats to him. And then the, the person who finished 15th behind him, we're not going to mention their name. He's in the blueberry somewhere. Oh. Um, so we're just going to leave that one as a, as a mystery. Mystery. Yeah, so okay. that's Jared Mahoney, if anybody's yeah. Jared Mahoney, or as we lovingly refer to him as Jerry Mahoney, yep. or me and Will and Drew's stepson. Yeah, we got a new stepchild, but he does have a cute Ruby. dog. He does have a cute dog yeah. named Ruby. So, so she was the hit. Yeah, as much Ruby, as anybody. Ruby uh, made a lot of fans at the race yep. this past weekend. So we're happy Blake. to have Jared down in Knoxville with us now. All right. Well, I don't know how much longer we got. How much longer we got, Blake? Pretty uh, close. We have two hours. Oh to get my gosh, home. man! We love it's, this. Yeah. This What's is the temperature? Than, you got temperature uh, on this thing? Yeah, I got temp. Ninety-two. So ninety-two. It's six forty in the afternoon, and it's ninety-two degrees. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Um, I'm not going to Michigan, unfortunately. I wish I was. Blake will be there. Yeah, I'll uh, be up there. Will, will be up there after coming through Yellowstone and South Dakota and everywhere else. He'll be there. So. Come find them. Say hello. Um, I'll, I cannot wait. Battle the ghosts yeah, in two weeks. Grab a t-shirt. Nah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we we maybe have some new ones. We don't know. Uh, but, yeah, just come say hey, and uh, hopefully we see everybody up there and on the trail. And I uh, hope you have a good week. In the meantime, I know it's a short one before we got to pack back up well, again. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy my time at home. I'm sorry. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Hanging out with kids? Yeah, I got kids. So we've got, what do we have? Uh, we have a swim meet. The kids oh, have a swim meet swim Saturday meet. morning. Big yep. swim meet. And then my dad's office party at the lake house on after that. There you go. So, and then my wife's I, working Sunday, so I'm watching kids. Uh, I'll be I'll have be, a lake house party this weekend. It was yes, way too oh, hot to be yes. riding dirt bikes. Uh, it was but hey guys thanks for listening hopefully we can get this up before you guys make it home if you got a long drive and we'll see you in seven days all right six days later dudes see you
Hello, Will. What's up, Jeff? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Can't complain, man. Um, hey, this is Will with American Heart Enduro. I'm here with Jeff McGowan of the uh, Mad Moose. Uh, how's it going up there? Awesome. Great weather. Everything's uh, looking great. So this time of year, what is considered great weather in the <laughs> UP of Michigan? Um, anytime it's not snowing is good weather in the UP, but, uh, <laughs> right now it's, uh, actually we just came off a really hot week. It was, uh, like close to 90 every day for the last eight or nine days and it's starting to wow. cool back off. It's, uh, going to be a more typical weather of uh, 70 degree days. So. Okay. Uh, is that, is that low humidity or do y'all have some humidity? When it gets hot like that, when it pushes the nineties, the humidity bumps up a bit. Uh, gotcha. But, uh, but when it's 70, it's beautiful. The humidity has gone away and um, it's, uh, it's perfect. What are the low temperatures on a typical 70 degree day? Uh, during the day, lows, probably, uh, low seventies, uh, highs, mid seventies. And oh, I mean at night overnight. Yeah. Overnight then it's probably, uh, I'd say 65 ish, maybe okay. 60. So it doesn't, it's, it's <laughs> doesn't get extra, too cold. No, depends if the wind's coming off the lake, it could be a little chillier, but not much. I got you. So we are getting ready for, well, we haven't had the second round yet, but we're 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 going back to back weekend. So we're getting ready right. for the second second round of the AMA EEC um, Extreme Enduro Championship by Sherco at, in Ohio, and then the following weekend we're doing the Mad Moose in Marquette, Michigan, which mm-hmm. you guys have, have get, been prepping for. How is the track build and everything coming together right now? It's uh, actually looking really good. We uh, obviously we were uh, hoping to have this in May, but right. uh, due to uh, COVID and things, uh, we had to reschedule. And actually, it's uh, helped us to give us more time to do a better trail. Um, you know, we had a, a pretty tough winter up here last year, and we actually weren't even able to get into the woods until about the first week of May. <laughs> so. <laughs> So actually, it was uh, in a way a blessing in disguise. But uh, so we've uh, we've been able to uh, scout out some new trail, and we've been able to put a lot of new stuff in. We've reconfigured our loops, and um, we're uh, stepping it up. Uh, the guys who ran it in 2018 thought it was uh, really good, and but um, we've been watching what the riders are capable of, and so we we know that we had to make it more challenging. Yeah, the, the the level of difficulty on these races is just going nothing but up. Um, I mean, I guess I've been doing TKO for five or six years and, and you know, Tough Like Roar and Battle of the Goats and all these races, man, every year it's just they step it up. Right. Well, you know, you guys keep getting better and better, so <laughs> – <laughs> we got to try to challenge you somehow. <laughs> I hear you. So what, what is the format of this race? Are we looking at a one race deal or do we have a qualifier? No, um, we are, we were hoping to do a qualifier, um, but uh, we're just not able to, to put that together. So we're going to do it the same way that we did it in 2018, which is uh, okay. three loops. Uh, we're going to score it a little bit differently than we did then. Um, we had, um, 
um, we, we think to make it a little, uh, the way we made it before is you just had to finish each loop in order to advance to the next loop. And um, so the first two loops were rather meaningless other than to finish them. And uh, right. so we've uh, changed that now. We're going to have uh, three loops. You have to finish within a half hour of the leader of your class uh, in order to advance to the next loop. And there'll be a break in between the uh, the first and the second and the second and the third loops, and then a restart, and then a, a new loop. And again, uh, it'll be a timed loop with, um, and you have to finish within a half hour of your leader on that loop as well to advance to the third loop. Uh, each loop is increasing difficulty. We're going to add the times together. Uh, at the end of the race of each of the three loops to determine the winner. Okay. So <clears throat> silly question, but what happens if Cody Webb just smokes everybody by half an hour on the first race? Well, then I guess it's race over, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ball game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't anticipate that happening. Um, okay. You know, I, I, I just, the, the, the first loop, you know, obviously there's a lot of riders that aren't all, pro level uh extreme enduro riders so we wanted to try to make the trail where people don't go a mile and a half and then just done uh, and the only people that can even finish the loop are the pros or the really good a riders right so our, our, our program is, is is to challenge um the, the b's and c's and those riders with the first loop um but yet be able to to you know give the pros a little bit of something too. So it's, it's, it's kind of a. Are all the classes running the same loops? Yes. How many miles are these loops? Uh, between eight and 11 miles. Okay. So, and, uh, so for the weekend, we're going to have, you know, but 30 something miles probably of racing. Correct. Okay. And um, yeah. And, and like I say, I think the first loop, I, I, I don't anticipate Cody smoking everybody by a half hour in a first loop. Um, I, I think the pros will be pretty neck and neck through that loop. I, I think it'll be very rideable for them. Um, the second loop will start to challenge people quite a bit, and we're hoping the third loop is uh, just ridiculous. So, <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. So I've, I've heard about – or I've heard a lot about sand and I've heard about moon rocks. Is that what we're looking at up here? Uh, well, we do have, uh, we have some unique terrain where we are. And so we've had national enduros. We've had, we've done the hard enduro a couple of times as well. And um, the regular enduros uh, tend to be um, a little more speed oriented and things that they don't really care for a lot of, ridiculous obstacles right um, so we have an area we call the plains and the plains is uh wooded and it has these huge rocks picture rocks the size of your house that just okay. look like they were dropped in the middle of the area and those are, we call those moon rocks nice. so so we would have the trail go over these moon rocks um and uh, some Writers thought that was great, and some writers really thought it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, but we we wanted to use the terrain that we had. Um, at any rate, so we uh, have another area um, called we call it the mountain, and we have another area called the Wee Wee Hills. And those two areas are 
just gnarly, crazy, rocky, um, up and down and, and, and wooded areas, completely different from the plains and, and not an area where we um, have had much success with running enduros. People, the guys <laughs> that, that like the regular enduros hate riding the mountain. And um, so, but the hard enduro guys love the mountain. Right. So that's where this is going to be. So it's going to be rocky. It's going to be hilly. Um, unless it rains, it's not going to be real wet. Um, and um, it'll be, um, I don't think there'll really be that much mud. Uh, again, unless we get a, a torrential downpour or something. But if it, um, but it, it, it's, it's just, it's big, rocky terrain. Okay. It sounds good. Um you mentioned 2018 was the last time y'all had a hard enduro. I know Nick Farringer won. Um, who were some of the other guys? I know Mitch Carvolth was there from Arizona. Yep. Um, was Quinn, Quinn Winslow, Quinn, was he there? Yep, Quinn was there. Um, I want to say Quinn was up there. He was one of the top riders uh, that finished. Uh, Max Gerson was there. Okay. And um, uh, Gary Shetler. I don't know if you know Gary. Um, he was yep. there. Um, who else? Um, it, it seems like who, who's the, um, oh man, who's the vet guy or the, the 50 plus guy that that's so good. Who am I thinking that, of? Is that Gary? Gary? Shetland? No, no, no. I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know. Never there mind. was, there was another, there was a young guy, like 16 years old or something. I think okay. he came in second in the A class oh, nice. and killed it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so, there, there's some young guys right now coming on. There were three in particular last weekend at um, at Tough Like Roar that just like 16 to 18 year old guys that are you know top 10 overall. So the, the young guys are coming. There's no question. Awesome. Um, you guys are the UP Sandstormers. That's your club. Um, tell me a little bit about the club. How long has it been around and stuff like that? Uh, oh boy, um, I've been involved with the club for about 20 years. And they've been in existence for maybe 10 or 15 years prior to that. Okay. Um, they uh, started as a branch of the Michigan Cycle Conservation Club. And we um, helped to build and we still maintain several uh, Michigan motorcycle only uh, trails that um, anybody can ride. You just need an ORV sticker on your bike and you can go ride them. Um, nice. and there's, there's several in the state that are, and since we're a motorcycle club, we, um, we maintain those trails for the state. We also have access to some private uh, mining property, which is where the mad moose is going to be held. And, um, we've been able, we have about 130 miles of trail in that property. And, um, that's all, um, private property and, and those trails aren't marked. They're not uh, for public uh, use unless we have an event or something. Okay. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a great club, a bunch of hardworking guys that love to put these events on. And, and um, we're really, uh, like I say, we, we, we're, to fancy ourselves a, a bit of, of enjoying the hard and girl style of riding. So it's uh, kind of natural for us to, to dip our toes in this and, and um, put on a good event for people. Gotcha. 
Okay, so like at um, at Tough Like Roar, I guess they had a hundred members out there, you know, giving out water, working all the checks and stuff. Are you, are you guys in, in a similar situation as far as uh, we don't, club members? Yeah, we don't have a hundred members. I think we have forty-five members. Okay, um, but we have a, a ton of volunteers and other people. Will have um, the sheriff's department supports us, and they'll be out there with their search and rescue team should we need it. Um, we also have, um, like you say, a, a lot of other, um, spouses and kids and oh, family yeah. members, that sort of thing to be out there. So I'm sure we'll have, uh, pushing that number of, of people to, um, assist. Okay. It sounds good. What, what is the camping situation like around the race? All right. So the camping, we do have a camping and staging area. Um, it's about, uh, third of a mile from where the start is going to be so it's pretty close um and the um it, it's not a huge area but it's it's big enough we're going to um cordon off some areas it, it's it's basically a field uh there's there's no amenities there right uh, we'll have a few portageons and um we're working on trying to get a food truck out there but um as far as as electricity or anything else negative not there right um but uh but it's a, it's it's a, a good size area and i think we can accommodate we've been able to accommodate most everybody every time so do you guys know when the gates now. are opening um yeah we'll be uh as far as for camping yeah for getting people in yeah yeah uh, uh many of the club members will be up there starting probably about wednesday okay uh, so i would think you know if people want to roll in uh, Thursday, Friday, I think that's fine. No problem. Uh, okay. And, um, we've got a practice loop, uh, available for people on Saturday. Oh, sweet. Um, so it'll be, uh, it's, it's not, you're not going to kill yourself on it, but it gives you a little bit of idea of some of the, the rocks and the train. And it's, it's a little more enduro ish, uh, but it does have some challenge to it and some rocks and things. So you can at least, you know, get a little bit of an idea, um, what we're going to be throwing at you. Okay. It sounds good. Um, you've mentioned live laps. So do we just go to live laps to sign up and I guess search for UP sandstormers? Is that the best way to do it? Yep. We have, uh, uh, some information on UP sandstormers.com, which is our website. Um, and we have a, um, uh, live laps account. So you can go to live laps and search mad moose and, and register through that. And, um, I was going to say getting back to uh, camping mm -hmm. as well or, or places to stay, things like that. Um, one of our major sponsors is Travel Marquette. Okay. And Travel Marquette, um, if you, uh, their website is travelmarquettemichigan.com. They have a great website, tells you a lot about Marquette. And it also has uh, links to campsites and hotels and restaurants and just a ton of information about Marquette. So definitely okay. uh, check that out. Sweet. I'll do that. Um, you, you, I know um, just from talking to guys at Tough Like Roar, it sounds like Cody Webb and Colton Haker and Nick Farringer and Quinn Winsel, they're all coming. Um, do you guys, are, are many people signed up or are people holding off? Do you know that? Um, 
it seemed like people were kind of holding off. We're starting to get quite a few registrations. We're over, I think last time I looked 55 ish um, right now. Okay. Um, I expect that to start to pick up. I, I think, you know, people wanted to get through tough like roar and, and just kind of see how things were going. And if it was rolling, right. Um, you know, I, I've, I've gotten word like you have that those guys are all headed up here. So that's super exciting. And uh, we're hoping to have a few more factory teams. Um, I know our, our sponsor parts unlimited is um, going to have a, a stuff up there and things going um, another sponsor race driven. They're going to have a rig there and, and things available. Kenda of course will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're their sponsor for us. Um, so they're going to bring tires and, all that stuff. We've got a, a lot of swag that we've gotten from these guys that uh, we're going to uh, give away by lottery uh, to the riders. So it should be a good event. Uh, we're uh, trying to talk to Pat Smaji was up uh, a couple weeks ago and yeah. um, taking a look around at some of the stuff that we got and we're chatting with him. And so I'm hopeful yeah, he'll be up here. And- they're racing. Yeah, and um, I'd love to have him there, even if he doesn't race, just to hang out and maybe do a little trials exhibition or something. It'd be be really cool. Yeah. Okay, what's the pro purse on this one? Um, Our purse, uh, we have a $7,500 purse, and uh, first place, uh, let's see. I can't ever remember these. I get too many things in my brain. Uh, first place is four thousand dollars, and okay. second place twenty five hundred, third thousand. So that's our seventy five hundred dollar purse. Nice. So, yeah, our sponsors uh, really ponied up and helped us out with that, so we appreciate that a ton. Well, I don't, I don't think I have to worry about being in the money there. <laughs> the, the ring, <laughs> the ringers that are coming, but um, I'm looking forward to it regardless. Um, well, Jeff, that, that's pretty much all I've got. Anybody you need to thank or um, any other sponsors or anything you want to mention? Um, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, like I say, we've got uh, some great sponsors. Uh, Cycle City, uh, they're a local dealer. They're going to be there. They're a beta dealer. They're looking forward to being there. Um, La Dolce does our uh, website, and uh, we really appreciate them to, to keep things current for us on that. Uh, Sherco, of course. Uh, Race driven, Kenda, Moose. Moose has been amazing to our, our club. They've been nice. uh, just a, a, a big supporter. They we've done several events with Moose. Uh, we've done private events for Moose Racing, and and we just we love those guys. So we're really really happy to have them uh, helping us out on this race too. So, all right. Well, it sounds great. Um, can't wait to get up there and bit cooler weather hopefully um and, yeah and get to racing but uh yeah we'll we'll see y'all and man it, it's it feels like you know it's just around the corner but i guess we still got a couple weeks so um, yep. we'll see you guys then sounds good well, well i appreciate it and uh let's uh get a lot of racers up here and let's have some fun all right let's do it thanks jeff all right take care see you Hey guys, this is Will with American Hard Enduro. Uh, today we were at the Mad Moose Extreme Enduro in Marquette, Michigan for the third round of the AMA East Extreme Championship by Sherco. Um, 
you guys have probably heard by now that Cody Webb won, followed by Tristan Hart in second and Benjamin Herrera in third. Um, it was a pretty wild weekend as far as the weather goes. It was super hot leading up to the race for Michigan. And then uh, it started raining this morning about 3 a.m. and turned, you know, primo conditions into a soupy mess. Uh, nevertheless, the trails were awesome. Um, I think everybody had a good time. Um, the difficulty level was way up there. Um, Blake and uh, Gavin were there filming with us all weekend, and um, you know they they got some awesome stuff. I know Blake has um, Cody Webb and Tristan's Hart's helmet cam footage, so be looking for that in the near future. He um, he said he got a, a really great battle on film uh, between Cody and Tristan. So uh, there should be some really good stuff coming out in the near future. One problem, Blake just hit a deer with his van, so he was unable to join me for a podcast. So I did get a hold of Drew Kirby. He's back in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, We talk about the race quite a bit. Um, There is some audio difficulty simply because I'm driving um, south in Michigan on Interstate 75. So hopefully uh, it's, it's tolerable. You guys can listen to the whole thing. It starts out a little bit rough, but it, it picks up and gets better. Um, it also started raining a little bit. Shocker there. But anyways, hope you guys enjoy this podcast, and uh, we'll see you on the trail. Thanks.